1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. Well, looky here. The whole band is back together today, or should I say the support group. I, yeah. I, uh, I found my GPS, and I figured out how to get back in here. We we introduced ourselves to him when we came mm-hmm. in this morning. Yeah, so. yep, yeah. sure did. Uh, you know, we're all wearing I'll, name tags today. I'll so. let you know the app works well <laughs> in Kentucky. Yeah. Until you don't have cell service, and it, then it doesn't work very well. <laughs> it, it worked well in uh, the Yucatan down in Mexico, but not that I listened to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it did work well other times. Yeah. The first time we were actually nice to you while I you're know. gone and, and you did, didn't listen. Yeah, we didn't pick at you. We were wow. Yeah. I know it, it hurt. Feeling particularly generous that day, I said. Yeah. No, we were tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we had some. I think we had two interviews, if yeah, I remember correct, yeah, or something. Yeah, or no, yeah. actually, we didn't have any interviews. We just talked a lot about how bad the weather had been. No, and th- continues to be. Wow. I'm sorry I missed that thrilling <laughs> episode of 30 minutes of complaining about the weather. Welcome to old man. Radio here. Yes. <laughs> it was close. Yes. <laughs> this is KCIM Sports Rewind. It's brought to you, of course, exclusively by St. Anthony Rehab Performance uh, Program. They've got, again, a great program. Eight weeks, and if you demand power, strength, or just want to get ready for this upcoming sport that you play, give them a call. They'll work you out and get you ready to go. 794 5241. So you can be your best preseason, in season, or off season. Even the duffers out there, the golfers out there. Do you think the we'd benefits. get them to quit if we all three went in there? I bet they quit the program. <laughs> <laughs> they quit training altogether. Yep, we're so done. This is what we got to deal with. We're it's done. It's hopeless. <laughs> I, I have thought about asking uh, Steve Shable, of course, when I see him at track meets, which has only happened like twice this year <laughs> due to the weather. But uh, you know what the cost would be and 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 to what it would you? all entail to, not get to, no, to get the three of us in there and, oh, and you know see if they can make us an. We might have to, to charge them for the video rights. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd have to straighten up a few things upstairs. You know, mentally, yes. I think before they started physically training anyways. Yeah. So, wow. anyway, we got a lot of stuff. Well, actually, we do have some stuff to talk about because there have been some events going on. Not that the weather's been great, yeah. but it, at least it's been decent enough to get some events in. Yeah, we, we joked actually with uh, Randy Beeson last night at the uh, Carol Kemper soccer doubleheader uh, here in town um, that, you know, um, Gary McGill, the Carol Boys soccer coach, kind of brought it up. He said that he had teased the track coaches that, you know, they'd, you know, Carol High is hosted two track meets this year and both nights they have it's probably been the two nicest nights that we've had the entire spring and maybe the only mm-hmm. two good nights for weather that we've had this entire spring so Gary said last night that he's um, you know he, he told the track kids and track coaches that, that they've left the good nights for them because every time they've played soccer like last night it was plenty chilly so we teased Randy Beeson on the way out last night that Carroll High just needs to schedule a home track meet every night the rest of the season just, every so, that, <laughs> just so that we could get, you know, some some better weather. It's not but, as bad as it used to be, the electronic scoring and stuff. You didn't have to line up quite as much help as you used to. But, yeah, that's that, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't jumping all over that idea. You, you still have to because, you know, there have been a few meets this year. Um, I don't want to call out any of the schools because it's certainly not their fault. But just last week we had a meet where uh, – 
Um, you know, the, they sent us different results the day after uh, than what had been sent out the night before because somebody ran in front of the timer that wasn't supposed to be running in front of the timer. Um, somebody that was not competing and it threw the, you know, the, the camera off because they got con- counted as a somebody who finished and cut, and cut the wrong spot. Yep, yep and uh, so that threw off that event. So uh, you know those results. So those type of things do happen. I can remember over at Woodbine earlier this year. That was the meet that lasted until you know almost midnight. Um, that uh, you know they had you know timer issues and mm-hmm. um, you know then the lights went out at, uh, at eleven o'clock. I, I, I would and, think yeah. after about the second or third uh, really big problem, it's like this is a sign. Yeah. We're all supposed to go home. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. I tip my cap to Woodbine. I was probably a little critical of them, you know, early in the season when they had that meet that lasted a long time. But last night they held a meet, um, and they were done before the sun set. Um, nice. With the whole meet, so they they do they they do a nice job when there's not a bunch of conflicts that happen, and and when they haven't allowed you know, and, and I understand it. Uh, there's hardly a meet this year where, you know, you haven't picked up extra teams because teams are you know looking to to find mm-hmm. meets. I uh, give an example. Um, uh, felt sorry for him, but I got a little lucky yesterday. Um, I go through every single one of the school's calendars on Sunday to double check the, the schedules um, to make sure our schedule matches up with what the school says they have. Um, it was not listed on their calendar, so I did not know that Kemper girls and boys had both picked up a track meet yesterday, and luckily, it, not luckily, um, they ended up both being canceled, and that was how I found out. I saw on Twitter that the meets had been canceled, otherwise I would have not even have been aware. So teams are picking up meets. You're all of a sudden, you got a meet that normally might be like, like Manson Northwest Webster was. It used to be a boys-only meet tonight. They're now letting girls' teams in just because teams are needing to get they, track they meets gotta in. they got to get times in. Of course, yep. uh, as we sit here and talk about all this, uh, Drake Relays is this weekend. I had yes. no idea until uh, Jeff came in and said, hey, this weekend. I'm like, what? Well, it's they, that, uh, that quick? They had to expand certain events to let more teams in just because it was such a mess. The teams hardly getting a chance to qualify. And Yeah, I, and, and I get it. The only question I have, uh, honestly, is the 4 by 100 They let 96 teams in. That's almost a quarter of the teams in the state qualifying for the 4 by 100 I, I wonder if that's maybe they've had quite a few little, teams they, there though they, they, have, they, they do a lot of and it's always a little bigger for the four by 100 but I, I don't think it's ever been nearly a hundred teams they I can mean, pull that out pretty yeah. quick though oh they, i know but you're looking at almost really almost a third of the teams in in the state for every class it's going how long to, does it take just to get through the qualifying on that not long they pop them they'll out. pop it out fairly quick but i'm guessing it'll probably be 40 minutes or so maybe 30 oh. minutes or so to, yeah, to, that, to get through all of those that's a know. that's a great clip of uh putting them on and getting them yeah. through, but yeah. you would think, man, you're going to spend like an hour or so just on that one event, just getting yeah. the, quali- first, yeah, you, the yeah. first qualifying round in. The yeah. nice thing about the 4 by one is they know they still leave the starting blocks. You know, nobody ever gets to there. So there's just, it's, you know, as soon as the first people are gone, they're bringing in the next teams and getting them set their blocks. And right. So it, it really rolls fast on that. That's the one, that and the 100 are the two that could go really quick because it's just, just a short little spot. But it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting weekend. Looks like rainy and Typical yeah. Drake relays. Breezy, uh, you know. 60 degrees or so out there for yeah. uh, Saturday. There, I know that. There always seems to be one day where the weather's nice, 
and then two days where the weather's. I'm not you sure know, you get typical. one day. Down there. You yeah. always seem to get at least you get. You're going to have rain and wind and cold. It, it, yep. You know that's coming in Drake. Now state yep. track, you always get one day where you're going to get a rain. Yep, mm-hmm. and, it, and it doesn't always have to be a hard rain. It can be just a, a light mist or something, but it always is. But then you also get one day where it's Beautiful. feels like it's about 95 down there on that football oh, field. That, it's that, usually you know. Saturday when you very, you have very <laughs> few people out there. And I'll say that ain't going to happen. I don't think this year because the temperatures are uh, well Thursday's 61. Friday 62 and Saturday 63. Oh, for down and then in Drake, you got the wind. Yeah, okay. if it's this this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yep, it is. Yeah, you're so, gonna, you're gonna want to dress fairly warm for that. And showers like a 60 percent chance of showers on Saturday, 50 on uh, Friday, and 40 percent on Thursday. So, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, congratulations by the way to our local athletes who qualified. Uh, we'll start off with that four by one where the Carroll girls qualified with Libby Perkins, Anna Jorgensen, uh, Madison Tuning, and Chase Hennard. Uh, got a couple of throwers as well. Uh, Kenzie Schoen from Kemper and uh, Kiera Hammond from uh, South Central Calhoun. Um, Cooper Cook uh, from Arweva qualified in the high jump and Evan Adams uh, from Kemper uh, qualified in the discus. Uh, So congrats to all of those kids. The interesting thing is, is when you look back they actually, you can go back and see what meet they qualified, you know, for Drake. Um, that meet last Thursday that Carol oh, held, you got the Carol girls in, Kenzie Schoen got in, and Cooper Cook got in in a different meet that night. So you literally had, you know, three of the five events or three of the four events that we had, you know, kids qualify, all qualified the night before the cutoff. I think Friday I, was the cutoff. I think I said that if you didn't qualify that night, you weren't deserving to qualify. Yep. What a gorgeous night for a track. Yeah. Is that anybody with real high expectations down there? I mean, where do they tell you where they actually? Yeah, rank? they do. The, the Carroll girls one four by one hundred is seated sixty eighth. Um, Kenzie Schoen uh, in the shot put from Kemper is seated twelfth. Well, Kira Hammond is twenty second. Uh, Cooper Cook seated nineteenth in the high jump. The high jump's always one of those though. He's cleared six four. Probably it can get up around six seven six eight. You know, he's got that ability. So if he goes down there, some guys jump really well when they get down there. Mm-hmm. So he'd be a kid that could crawl up in the rankings. And then Evan Adams is at 19th right now in the discus. So uh, nobody top 10 or, you know, Kenzie probably the closest to the top 10. But um, I think when you get down there, you, you kind of throw unknown. out. Yeah, yep. You kind of throw things out a little bit and anything can happen. So How about coverage? Are you going to be down there for this? Not going to go down. We've got enough events going on here, but we will catch up with the kids as soon as we can and, and get some interviews with them and stuff to talk to them about getting a chance to be able to compete down there. But, I'm sure. Uh, if they follow you on social media, you'll have updates. I'm yeah, sure you've got abs- people going down there to help absolutely, you Absolutely, yep. So, uh, yeah, so it should be a, a lot of fun. We wish all of the kids uh, the absolute uh, best of luck. And, and hopefully, like you said, hopefully it's sunny and in the 60s for all of those days. Yeah, no, I didn't say sunny. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I know. And, and I know the Carroll girls won't get much sunshine. They run at 9.15 on cold. Saturday morning. So uh, if it's been like it's been, it'll be 30-some or maybe 40 degrees yeah. <laughs> at the time that they run uh, because we've had a lot of nights that, of course, have been down into the 20s, and then it's usually low 30s still early in the morning. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's going to be a chilly Drake Relays yep. going on this year. Now, we were talking a little bit about the state meet. Uh, Drake Relays, always kind of that first monumental date of the track season. Yep. That, I mean, before you know it, state track's going to be here, and we've got qualifying for state track coming up, what, two weeks away? Yeah, probably pretty much two weeks. I'd have to look at the calendar exactly, and I don't have good enough eyesight to see across the room, but uh, state track is the 19th, 20th, and 21st, so the qualifying Qualifying meet would be the Thursday before at. Yep. So, so we're pretty much yeah, probably two weeks away. uh, If I can do math in my head right. Yeah, about two and a half weeks. Yeah. Two. two, Yeah. So. 
it's going to be here before you know it. It is. It is. <laughs> and with, so. the, with the limited number of meets and things like that, now how many meets can they conceivably get in over the next two weeks to qualify? Uh, well, well they, do they have to qualify they, at the district? They qualify at the district. Okay. Yep, they qualify at the districts. But we've got a couple of teams this week that are running Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday this week. So they're they're cramming in as many meets early. Well, they've had enough LA. practice. They yeah. should be okay by yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're cramming in as many meets as, as they can here, um, I think, over the last couple of weeks without, of course, going overboard to, to get anybody mm-hmm. injured. So, uh, But I think you'll see teams competing as often as you can for the next few weeks. Anybody standing out to you as far as, I mean, it's hard when they're just so sporadic with all the meets and things like yeah. that, but is there a one event out there, a couple of events that you're like, oh, this is one to watch? Um, your Drake qualifiers are always Your Drake qualifiers, yeah. Um, you know, I think all of those groups right there or individuals ha- have a chance to, to make some noise. I know Evan Adams set a new school record up at Kemper at the Discus last week and, and stuff, and he's been throwing really well. Um, I look at, uh, team-wise, I, I look at, like, the Audubon girls. Um, I, I think they've got a, a chance to make some really good noise and, and send quite a few events. Uh, Hannah Tiggison kind of leading the way with that, and then they've got, you know, Madison Steckler and, and Maddie Nielsen and, you know, Abigail Zeiger and a host of other girls that can that can help out. I could see them qualifying six, seven events uh, for state this year. I campaigning girls have been really good. We're actually probably stronger on the girls' side of things this year, track-wise, than than we are, um, you know, some of the boys' teams. Not that we don't have some really good boys' teams out there. I think Kemper will get some individuals through. Logan Siebenhaller's been running well. We talked about Evan Adams. Um, South Central girls. South Central Carol girls. girls. Uh, Carroll girls, absolutely. Uh, I think the Carroll girls probably get, you know, the 4 by 2 should go. Sprint Med probably goes. You know, Vanessa Ayala's got a chance to go maybe in the throwing events. I would not be surprised. I know she didn't qualify for Drake this year, um, partially due to the injuries she suffered during basketball season. Really haven't long jumped much, but I could see Shea Sennard getting through, you know, in the long jump and qualifying. So, um, you know, I, I to me, I think we're going to have quite a few kids that have a really legitimate chance to, to get down to the state meet again this year. So we should yeah. be busy. Yeah. So, interesting thing will be with uh, baseball and softball season starting this year with games that week. Um, I did sit down and go through all of our uh, schedules. Uh, I know I talked with some of the ADs, and the schedules aren't complete yet, so I don't have our broadcast schedule for the summer done yet. But uh, we're literally two weeks away from that, you know, three weeks away from the baseball and softball season having (laughs) games. Hard to believe with the weather that we've had. But I was not surprised to see teams playing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of that week. A little surprised. Surprised to see several teams having games scheduled uh, on the Thursday or Friday uh, of the week mm-hmm. of state track. I, I, I wonder how that will work out if they have you know several kids that qualify. Qualify. Coon Rapids Bears boys being one of those, they do have a game scheduled on that Friday night, and they've got you know a couple of relays that could go. They've got some individual events that could go. Um, you know they 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 might be missing half of the the starting lineup for the baseball team uh, on on that Friday night potentially. So and, and unless the weather starts to straighten out a little bit, I mean <laughs> you look at the early part of the baseball season, but the way it's shortened up, yeah, you know you're in trouble. You miss too many games the beginning part of the year, or even to maybe two games at the beginning of the year, you're tough. You're, it's going to be hard to make those up. You're playing on dead grass. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and if you think about it, they really get only five weeks this year 
to get their entire schedule in. Uh, playoffs start before the 4th of July this year. You're, you know, you're starting playoffs right at the end of June, 1st of July. Uh, first rounds of the playoffs are July 1st, July 2nd, right in that area. Um, they're trying to get the same amount of games in in in, in, the, in, in a, a shorter season. I literally, I'm not kidding, uh, there was a team that uh, this year has a two-week stretch where they play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, you know, um, I, I've talked to several coaches. You know, they've got conference games. They've got to try to get in. You got to mm-hmm. try to get a few non-conference games in to compete as well. Um, concerned about lack of pitching. Uh, concerned about rainouts and whether or not they're even going to be able to complete the schedule. Um, not being difficult on the association and union. I, I agree with the dead week thing. I, I like the idea of it. Not saying they made a mad, bad decision in this. I, I do think they need to, to give a really good explanation on why they shrunk the, the, the summer season as much as they did to have this and try to cram those seasons in with, you know, the spring sports seasons as much as they have. Um, you know, do you think I, participation is part of that for uh, sports? Could be. Um, could be. If probably stepping on toes here and if you talk to summer coaches, if you talk to spring coaches, there's one sport they specifically blame it on, um, and it's a fall sport, uh, and the boys play it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you throw the pass, and you run, you know, and you tackle in that sport. Shall I put uh, the Jeopardy theme on there until yes, we come up no, with the answer? I, I think everybody knows. It, it's football, uh, yeah. and I'm not saying this. This is what you hear a lot of the other coaches in the other sports. Football coaches have their camps that they hold the week before practices start if they would have done the dead week you know and and kept baseball and softball season normal the dead week would have fallen on the week that a lot of football coaches normally hold their camps Um, so you hear a lot of not saying it's the truth but it's what a lot of coaches of the other sports say they they didn't want to mess with football coaches having their camps um, so they they shortened up you know uh, and crammed in the other season so that football could stay where football is. Football is king, isn't it? Absolutely. Part of that is they use the camps for conditioning so they don't do the two-a-days anymore. So some of it, I'm guessing they're going to use health as a concern there where they do conditioning and what have you. So not being able to do two-a-days and what have you. The old dead week used to be the week before and and you did two-a-days and got caught up. So I'm I'm assuming they're trying to do some health with it. And I I think coaches now realize two-a-days are are probably not the way to go at all. It wasn't the greatest way to get somebody to get in shape for the season or maybe avoid Injuries, so I, I think a lot of teams have gone away from two old days. What's <laughs> again, that? I said I always got in shape with two days. Then again, I, I was so active as a kid, I never really was out of shape. So two days didn't really have that much of yeah, an impact. There weren't too many me, schools so. still sticking with the two days. Were well, there? back when I was in school, oh, thirty, back, 30 yeah, some back, years back. ago, yes. Well, when uh, we all we played, I'm not sure it's legal. You guys played with it's a rock not legal anymore. But when it was, yeah. but when it was legal, you know, ten years ago or whatever, until they made it where you couldn't do it, teams were still doing the, you know, the early morning and then the evening practice. That's, try and get away from the. That's where they opened up the camps about ten years yeah. ago, so they took well, away two days. Yeah, yep. so a lot of coaches had gone to a little bit longer practices, but just one time a day, right? Yeah. Because yep. I mean, it was an infringement yeah. on them too, right? I yep. mean, <laughs> so that's a lot of time to be putting in a two-a-day yeah. practice situation. Yeah, I guess the one the other thing that they have to do, and this one's probably not going to make baseball and softball coaches happy, but um, you know, you have right now. Uh, this is how many games you can play in the season if you're going to shorten the season, uh, and and it's trying to cram too many games in. Maybe they need to take a look at the number of games that you know they're allowed to play um, and, and reduce 
that number. Uh, and, and I hate to say that because, you know, you hate to see kids not get that opportunity to, to play as many baseball and softball games or coaches to be able to schedule as many games as they feel they need to be able to have their teams ready to go for the mm-hmm. postseason. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I it, you, you look at Arweva, for example, you know, last few years they've had 10 kids out, you know, they, they play twice a week simply because they don't have enough pitching to be able to play yeah. more than, than twice a week. And, you know, and I know I go back 40 years, you know, when I was in high school and played, but, um, you know, we played Tuesday and Fridays and occasionally might play, a, you know, a third night in there. And, 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 you know, we survived to being able to play that and had practices, um, yeah, so I talked to other people that played during my generation, mm-hmm. and they'd play 40 or 45 or 50 games in a, in a season. So it's like everybody was a little bit different even back then. So. Yeah, but and when you talk about softball things like that, there were some teams that were playing like 50, 60 games a summer. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, they needed to they need to say, well, yeah. hold on a minute, that's <laughs> yeah, because and then other teams were not getting in nearly that number of games. So yeah, uh, we did want to mention this one too. Uh, you've been talking to the girls' athletic union about the wrestling girls' wrestling season. Yeah, uh, what's the latest on that? The Iowa High School. Girls Athletic Union has released uh, kind of the dates and some information um, and stuff that have been brought forward um, and some guidelines. Um, first date of practice will be Monday, October the 31st. Um, first date of uh, co- competition will be November the 14th. Um, postseason regular season qualifier um, will be June the 27th or the 28th. Uh, and the state tournament will be the Thursday and Friday of February the 2nd and February. February the 3rd. Now, um, was a little bit surprised. I know this year down at the state wrestling meet, uh, at least media people uh, and, and even a few of, uh, the, you know, at that time the boys coaches uh, were talking. They thought that, you know, the girls union and the boys association might try to kind of work something out where they kind of work together on a, a state tournament week where you would do maybe like, you know, state girls tournament Monday, Tuesday or do the duels, you know, for boys on Monday, then they do the state girls on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then do the boys the Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the individual and just kind of have, you know, everybody in one location. But the girls are going to keep it, I, I think, down in the Coralville area where Iowa they City had it. Coralville, the, yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, keep everything separate, and it's going to be uh, on, on a different week. It's a smaller arena. Um, it'll probably give them a better feel. Uh, right. You know, that, that Wells Fargo one, it's not full. is has got that hollow feel to it yep. this the xl centers are a nice area yep. um, so I, I it should be neat um i just i, I worry about number of referees and everything else you're going to get there because you are you are jumping into the other side of it so it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off yeah and and you wonder uh, there was some discussion of you know will they hire you know the same people that the boys hire to run theirs you know uh, beans they've run a lot of those style of tournaments those are things I think mm-hmm. that, that still need to be decided I know um, yeah, if you're talking staff for a full week that's a whole lot different than oh, uh, yeah. just three days yeah you know um, for media people we, I, I will admit, uh, we're sitting here going, okay, now we have another state event that we have to go to and cover, which is fine. The problem is you still have other sports going on at that time that are in postseason, so you can't just walk away and go, yeah, we're not covering basketball or, you know, any of the other sports, you know, swimming, you know, for, for you know, for two weeks now. So it, it's going to be difficult, you know, um, for us to figure out exactly how we continue to cover everything um, mm-hmm. through those days. So, so it 
it'll be interesting to watch the participation numbers over the next few yeah, couple of years. I mean, going to grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to grow, but just by how much? Uh, yeah. and, and the first few years are going to be critically important for ten years down the line. Yeah. And I know the Kemper uh, just announced the last week and made it official that they are starting a full-fledged, you know, girls program now uh, up at Kemper um, and stuff. And I think you're getting a lot of the schools. I know Ridgeview, um, their boys wrestling coach switched over to become the girls wrestling coach and they hired a new boys wrestling coach. Uh-huh. So, um, Little you know, musical chairs going on yes, there some of the so, coaching situations. Uh, it, it'll, it'll, be kind of, it'll be kind of intriguing and interesting to see how all of all our, you know, our local programs handle having, you know, a girls only program uh, for the first time. So. All right. So we got to take a quick break here on KCIM Sports Rewind. do want to remind you, though, that if you've got an event coming up this summertime at your house, looking at your flooring and you want to make that, uh, give that a great update, tell you what, talk to the great folks at Carroll Lumber with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll. So they are all around the KCIM listening area. They feature Dream Weaver carpets. It's got pure color technology. It means it's dyed all the way through, so you won't get those uh, wire spots. You won't get uh, bleach-out spots when you try to spot clean, nothing like that. This stuff wears like iron, and you're going to love it. Look for Dream Weaver Carpets. They are available, of course, with uh, all the locations. Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll. It is Carroll Lumber. Ask the experts. And again, all the great building advice that you need with Carroll Lumber. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. Sports Director Jeff Blankman, Jeff Honnold, and John Ryan. Full house in here with you this morning. And you, Jeff uh, Blankman, were working on an interview. Yes. We were trying to get uh, working with the Iowa State officials. We hope to have it this morning, but just didn't seem to work out. Yeah. We were going to have to probably interview Tyler Miller ahead of time. He has class at this time of the morning um, and stuff. I had reached out to Iowa State last week and... They've been really good working with me, trying to catch up with Tyler, of course, uh, former Peyton Sherdan and, and mm-hmm. played football with Green County, of course, and now over at Iowa State. And it'd be great to be able to catch up with him. Um, had a lot of success, especially last year. Late started for them up front mm-hmm. in the in the bowl game yep. and, and did very well. And I think we'll have a really legitimate chance to, you know, probably be a starter up front and have a really nice season for them upcoming this year. So I thought it'd be nice to kind of talk to him about spring. So um, I just talked with them through email again this morning. They're still trying to track him down to get something lined up, so hopefully we'll have him on for a guest maybe next week. Tell you what, it'll be interesting. All the talk about Iowa State right now is about Hunter Deckers yes, and the outstanding spring and summer that he's had. I mean, from everybody I've had anything to do with Iowa State, they're like, man, this guy. And one one player, one player came and said, he could be a one-and-done guy. He said he'd have a great season here and declare for the NFL. That's that kind of talent at the quarterback position coming up. Yeah. Well, and and the running back's doing really well as, as well. Uh, you know, and I think you look at Campbell, look at what he's done with running backs. Yeah. I, I, You're talking about Brock, Jirel Brock? or Yeah, yeah, and he's having a good year. So it wouldn't shock me for them to have another good running back. I mean, you look at the, the three, the two that popped out so far, they're, they're definitely tier one mm-hmm. NFL guys. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think you have another one that's been sitting back there waiting. And, and I, I think Campbell's really good at running backs. You know, you got certain schools are known for things. I think Iowa State's going to be 
one of those running back schools that are just all around good running backs. Go back to the years where they had you know the Hayward guy and and uh, or Haywood I think it was yeah, and, and the Hayward. Davis brothers and 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 stuff like that. Yeah, and you're right, Brock. You know it's it's tip my cap to the Iowa State coaching staff that you had one of the elite running backs in the nation coming out of high school, what, four years ago now, that was willing to sit and not get a ton of playing time behind Brees Hall and wait his turn. If you look at the transfer portal mm-hmm. and, and the way college football is not right now, for them to be able to keep him and keep him happy and, and him to be willing to wait um, says a lot about how they run their program. I mean, they're talking, we're near 4,000 kids uh, in the transfer portal right now. The thing that's scary about this, and this is the thing that I don't think get, needs to get talked about, and it's not that I'm anti-portal, but um, right now only 46% of the nearly 4,000 kids have left at another college, um, you're going to have a lot of kids that uh, you're going to have a couple of thousand probably uh, or cl- oh, yeah. close to a couple of thousand that were on a scholarship somewhere that are not going to end up anywhere. And what are those kids going to do? Uh, because they thought the grass was greener, uh, you know, somewhere else. And, and where are they going to end up and what are they going to be able to do? Uh, yeah, that, that's, they're the, gonna, that's they're, the gamble. That's the gamble. They're going to be they're, they're going to be missing an opportunity to maybe get that education. Some will drop out of school um, and, and stuff. Not that there isn't you know careers out there where you don't need college, but you know it's it's a decision. And it's a gamble, and I don't think everybody realizes the amount of gamble um, that it is. And then you throw the NIL into the mix. You know, and, you know, Nebraska's kind of mm-hmm. going through one of those situations right now. A guy that was going to be a starter this year um, just decided that. He wants to see how much money he can make other places um, and has thrown his name in. And if he doesn't get the amount of money that he can wants somewhere else, he'll probably end up coming back. But more than likely, somebody will throw the money out at him that he needs. Well, Tyrese Hunter, it was it was interesting, that, speaking of the transfer portal and things like that, yeah. maybe just a quick conversation about this. But uh, he's announced six teams uh, that basically he's got heavy interest in. Kansas, one of them. Yes. Can you imagine? The uproar if he goes to Kansas and yes. Kansas plucks him out of Iowa State. Purdue is another one. Gonzaga, Texas, uh, Louisville, and Tennessee. No North yeah. Carolina. That kind of surprised me. I was surprised at that because when he first announced, that was kind of the school that everybody yeah. just felt like he would end up. I, I wonder if the question will be, is North Carolina's bringing back all of the starters um, pretty much from this year's team and the guy that is in his position. So um, maybe he's not interested because he might have to, to battle for that. Position or kind of sit back and wait a year, and 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 that's not what he wants to do. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see the transfer portal. One last thing, it's not non high school related, but right. NFL draft is coming up on Thursday night. Is it Brees Hall or Tyler Linderbaum that goes for the first in the draft? I I think you're gonna see running backs are. Are not coveted. Not you can pick them up. Yeah. They don't. They don't have the high. Yeah. They're like yeah. we can pick up a good running back well, at, at various times. And they talk about it's true. You only get so many hits on your body, and those poor running backs just get abused. So, and he's got a ton of miles on him. You know, he's he. Yeah. They worked him. So that's one of the concerns. Linderbaum. I right now, I think you're, you're going to look at offensive linemen. I think everybody's figuring out their offense and defensive lines are pretty poor. Yeah. Um. So I would guess you're going to see offensive linemen go way before running back. Yeah. I've. I heard one supposed expert um, say that they could see Hall going maybe a late first round, early second.
second, but most of most of the ones I've been hearing about are talking maybe third round because, as Jeff said, you know, running back used to be, you know, the premier position that everybody want wanted, and, and now, yeah, they're just not the same covet for, now for running backs. Yeah, edge rushers, cornerbacks, there's quarterbacks, class, quarterbacks, yeah, quarterbacks are yeah. still yeah. quarterback and but, receivers. Yeah. But it's funny because I saw Linderbaum when I first came out with like the early draft mocks and things like that. They had him up in the top ten, and some of them, and now, I mean, he's worked his way back down. I think since and a lot of other guys have come up since the combine and yep. all of that stuff. Was it yeah. Nelson from U and I has really worked his way up, mm-hmm. uh, offensive lineman? I think he's yep. going to go in the first first day too. So I, I think is the way it sounds. A lot of linemen, offensive and defensive linemen, are going to come off. You know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how fast the first quarterback goes because I don't think this class they it's, haven't really been talking about quarterbacks at all. It's not considered a deep one for quarterbacks. It's the first time I can remember in a long time where the, the most of the discussion hasn't been on which quarterbacks are coming out and who's going first. Yeah. Well, I just can't wait for the Vikings to screw up this whole thing. So, you know, that's that's what I'm waiting for on well, Thursday. Night, I, got, so. I got it made because the Bears don't have a pick till second day, so I don't even have to watch Thursday. <laughs> it's, it's like you have a night off. It is. I don't, have to, I don't have to get mad at anything. Just let go. Actually, I do trust now that the new Vikings brain trust, uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is yeah. the GM, and then uh, Kevin O'Connell is the, the head coach. I think I think they're going to do something decent, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. Better in the last few years. Get, at least you guys got hopes. I'm a Dolphin fan. <laughs> I gave up hope a long time ago. <laughs> and, and I got a whole new regime at the Bears, too. So, you yeah. know, the pace era where we're going, trading up to get Trubisky is gone. So, it'd be interesting to see how they go. It sounds like I have a, an offensive lineman as my GM. So, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to go that way. And, and the Dolphins are going to make some moves. They still have some first-round oh, picks. I know. Well, that doesn't mean they'll be good moves. You're still the Bears, though. Just remember I know. That. I'm still the Bears. <laughs> well, and, and you can always fall back on somebody being worse like the Cincinnati Reds. So, he's got that. Oh, yeah. He's got that team in his back pocket. Yeah. But, did uh, you? Did, one more. Did you hear that the St. Louis uh, series? There was not one single home run in that Reds park. They said they can't remember the last time there wasn't a home run in that home run park. Yeah, the whole series. I, I was shocked at that. Uh, but you know, the Reds are awful, so not really, and their ownership's awful. So. They, they can't be more hot and cold than the Cubs. I mean, you lose three out of four to Pittsburgh, but you beat the one game you beat them twenty-one to nothing. You might yeah. want to spread those runs out a little bit. That was like a softball score. I'm just glad that the Cardinals let us win one, so we can snap the losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> so we gave one away last night. You got, you got to keep those Reds just a little bit of hope, a little glimmer of hope to keep them going throughout the yeah. season. But uh, anyway, uh, real quick, I like some golf and some tennis and something like that. How have the seasons been going so far? Have they been getting enough matches in? They've been a little bit better, but a lot of that stuff still getting canceled. I, I, I would say with golf right now, uh, I really like what Kylie Powers and, and Max Nielsen are doing down at IKEA Manning. Uh, Drew Munson, of course, uh, with the Carroll Tigers, Maverick Schwabby with the Kemper Knights golfing extremely, extremely well. Well, um, those are probably by the highlight kids. Emma Hart down at Coon Rapids, Bayard two, Preston McAllister and Toby Benninger golfing well down at Coon. Uh, Kemper girls tennis is really good. Um, they, they've got a chance to send that entire team uh, to the state tournament this year. They're, nice. They're, they're one through six are really, really, really good. Um, so I, I enjoy watching them play. Um, Should be some good scores tonight if you're playing. Yeah, and then soccer. I, I suppose I mentioned earlier was at the the doubleheader last night. Um, really. A thrilling one. Um, Catherine Mayhall maybe had one of the best goals I've seen all season. Was out 15 yard line or so over on the sideline and angled one that curved in the wind and and she bent j- it like Beckham. She did. Jaden Kirsch jumped as high as she could and it was right over her fingertips, right into the upper corner of the net on the opposite side of the net from where Catherine kicked it. That gave Kemper a three to nothing lead and then all of a sudden Sophia Polking and Paige Potoff score and it's a three to two game and and uh, Tiger had a chance.
chance to tie it up, but uh, Ashland Baden came up with a, a big save uh, late with under two minutes remaining, and they end up, uh, Kemper ends up winning that one three to two. And then on the boys' side of things, Carroll got a couple of goals early uh, in the first half, looked to a two to nothing lead into the halftime as Trey Hunter uh, and Christian Best scored for them. And then uh, Kemper came back in the second half, Tommy Fitzsimmons scored, and then Isaac Evans booted one from about the 30 yard line and scored, um, got it over the head of the, of the goalie uh, and stuff uh, to tie it at two with about four minutes left. They end up going into overtime, and uh, Trey Hunter gets his second goal of the night to end it about a minute and 11 seconds into the overtime as the Tigers knocked off Kemper in boys soccer for the first time since 2012. Just wow. their second win wow. in boys soccer history against Kemper. So that was been that yeah, long. So that was a big win for them last night. So two really good soccer matches last night. Tell you what, you want the best uh, all-around coverage in sports? Go to sports.1380kcim.com. I mean, that, that sports website you guys put together, terrific. By school, video interviews, super easy to find by sport. I mean, everything is right there on that site. And even check out our, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Uh, Tyler and I have been actually shooting short little video clips. Yep, been, and stuff I was going to mention that, too. Those throwing, are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah throwing those out on phone. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram every night. And I even throw them out on my Snapchat in a story. So, you know, um, trying to get as much stuff out as we can. Absolutely. Go check out that website. We go sports.1380kcim.com. And that is Sports Rewind for this week.